and welcome to Lessons in Love, a podcast produced by Fund of Films Community Interest Company in partnership with various East Kent branches of Age UK. I'm Jasper Bouvery, and every week I'm talking to members of the older generation about their experiences of love, relationships, and what lessons they'd like to pass on to the young. This time, I'm meeting with John and Mary at Age UK in Ashford. They've lived in Ashford all their lives. Mary began by explaining how they met. We met at a young conservative dance in the Odeon in Ashford. Um, and they were organised and the band would be booked by the young conservatives yeah, and ran the dance themselves. They weren't once a month, every month. Yes, roughly once a month, yes. And I was there on... On an occasion, and I'd already gone with one boyfriend who I didn't particularly like. I told him I wasn't going to the dance, but I did, and he was there. And I thought, don't want to see him tonight. And I saw John standing with another group a little way away. And I said to him, I sidled up to him and said, Can I please stand with you? Because I don't want to see that other boy there, which he let me do. <laughs> So why, why did you choose John? What, what, what was special about him? Well, because I'd seen there with I'd seen him there with this group, and I thought, well, if I sidle up to him, I should, I should be safer out of his way. <laughs> and and John, do you you don't remember Mary sidling up to? No, it's all gone in the mist of time. Yeah. How, how about? Uh, can you picture the scene? What what were you wearing? Well, a pretty dress, we wore pretty dresses in those days. And I can always remember my mother being aghast when I would go out in the depths of winter wearing a pretty summer dress because it was the one I was prettiest for the dance. And John, what were you wearing? Just a suit. So it was before the days of rock and roll? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you you were, in a way, you were wearing what your parents would have worn. Probably, yes. And, and tell me, how, how did things develop then? You, you sidled up to the group, and, and then how...? Well, I think I more or less mixed around with the group during the evening, and then I, I think he probably said to me, how are you getting home? And I said, well, I walk home. And he came and walked me home with me. And where was home? At Willsborough, by Willsborough Church. So that's quite, a, uh, I do know Ashford, so it's quite a long distance, about, a, a, you know, a couple of miles. So plenty of time to get to know each other. Yes. Yeah. And, John, do you remember the warp? Well, no, it's one of many. But you say one of many. So mm. did you court for a long time? Did you, yeah. Well, if, uh, few years, wasn't it? It was about yeah. two years, yes. Yeah. So how, how soon did you ask Mary to, to marry you? Mm. Well, at least two years, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Were so, you desperate for him to ask you to marry him? Not <laughs> particularly, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you looking over his shoulder for someone else? Mm. Uh, no, um, it was just that we did so many good things together, mm. 
continuing with the dancing and cycling. I mean, we were both cyclists and we went on many, many cycle rides as well. So it was all quite clean living. There was no kissing, holding hands, anything more than that? Eventually, yes. (laughs) What, before you got engaged? you? Yes. Yeah. Sex before you got engaged? Oh, what would my mother think if you'd Uh... asked me that? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. But uh, that's interesting that you enjoyed just dating. Yes. How old were you? Uh, Let me think. I would have been about 20 then. Right. Okay. 22 by the time we got married. Oh, right. So you were quite young. And John, were you the same? No, I was two years older. Right. I was 25 when we got married. And so when you actually did get married... In 62. Did things change? Well, a, well, a bit. Yes, you were allowed to have it changed then, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, focusing on that point in particular, did you know what to do? I mean... Well, we hope so, yes. Right. <laughs> we spent the first night down in our own bungalow, sparse though the furniture we'd, was. We watched it being built. Yeah, we'd watched it being built. And we moved in um, brand new. And being one with brothers... We woke up the next morning to find new toilet rolls thrown over the roof, a bird scarer going in the garden, and on the notice, just married in on, red paint. On the what? What on the for sale notice? Or? No, no, we'd bought it by that time. It so was, what? On what notice? On you the talk? toilet roll. On the toilet roll. No, the toilet rolls overthrown over the roof. Wow! Mm-hmm. Goodness. Because I'd got two brothers. Three brothers. Three brothers, yeah. You're listening to Lessons in Love, a podcast produced by Funder Films CIC in association with various East Kent branches of Age UK, funded by the Kent Community Foundation. One of the reasons we're producing this podcast is to raise money for the branches of Age UK that have taken part. To donate, please visit justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love 2. That's Lessons in Love, and then the number 2. We're assigning numbers to the different branches of Age UK to be sure that your donation reaches the correct destination. Now, back to Mary and John. For much of their life, things were fairly straightforward. John worked for car and van dealers. Mary initially worked for the civil service, and then became a welfare visitor on Romney Marsh. They had two boys. But more recently, things have become more challenging. Of late, Hmm. because of John's incapacity, I know I get um, irritable because it's hard now on my own. Not on my own, but on my own to do such a lot. So when you talk about John, are you happy, John, if we just talk about your incapacity a little bit? Well, I admit I'm pretty useless. <laughs> well, when you say that, does that make you feel sad, mm. even saying it? Yeah, because I used to do pretty pretty well everything. Do DIY. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
buildings, paths. Yes, you built a conservatory, didn't you? Yeah. So what what and happened? Just um, I saw it went. I don't, I don't think there was any specific um, time or reason, but I've lost my sight in the left eye completely, and ninety five percent of sight in the other eye. That it's so strange to hear you say that because mm. I wouldn't have known. No. If you hadn't told me, I really wouldn't have known. Mm. Um, you seem to get around fairly easily. Mm. Well, I can just about make out the surroundings, where to walk. And uh, um. did did you lose your eyesight quite quickly? What happened? Did... No, it's faded over. I suppose two or three years. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. And has that um, has that caused other issues? Have you lost confidence as a result? Yeah, but I'm not confident um, outside my home. How about I I've, uh, I've noticed that you're quite um, infirm. Mm. Do you find is that is that because you're worried that you might bump into things primarily, or are you in pain in other parts of your body? No, it's balance really. I'm frightened I, I might fall over. Yeah, he's had one or two falls, mm. you see, and the doctor suggested a stick would help, and because of his eyesight, preferably a white stick, which. I've got very good sons. They find all sorts of help, aids for us. He found the white, the white stick on the internet very soon. Got a white stick. Mm. And we do find that people, what traffic is quite considerate now, gives you a little more time to cross the road and things like that. And we do go out, yeah. Mm. So, Mary, you said that you get impatient. I do. <laughs> how how do you how does that manifest itself? What I say, say, please don't do that. <laughs> I try to do things that um, perhaps sh- shouldn't on my own without asking, being directed. Like like what yeah. do you what, what do you try and do, John? Well, I I do wash washing up things like that, but putting things away in the wrong place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe I should ask Mary, what what sort of things does he try and do? Well, that is one of the things, because particularly if I've done baking or anything, when you use lots of different things, don't you, when you go making cakes and things like that? And then I might not be able to find the whisk or the spatula because he's put it where he thought it should go. And then because I've got sticky hands, where did you put the spatula? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a sort of catchphrase for the later part of your marriage? <laughs> sort of, where did you put the spatula? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my whisk? <laughs> <laughs> So it's almost like you're hiding things from her. <laughs> I've never thought not of it inten- like that. Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I know he likes to try and pour tea, make tea and coffee, but 
I usually end up mopping the work surface afterwards. But people say, well, you should still let him do it. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's interesting that people say that you should still let him do it. And uh, do you, are you given, have you been given training, guidance as to how you should be with somebody who is 95%? No, this is what I'm hoping to find out. We're in the middle of a series of appointments for his eyes at the moment, but unfortunately they raise hopes, but one we've been told that there's not much hope of it improving. This must be a difficult time in your marriage now. Mm. Uh, do you find it... Um, it's not insurmountable, though, is it? We hope not. Oh. Oh. But, like you say, about having guidance, we haven't, we've had very little guidance, although we've been to very, quite a lot of appointments now because it's the dementia, as much as anything, that is, is one of the hardest things and is sight probably secondary, but it's the dementia that, you know, we seem to have lost such a lot of what we did do together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you are, in effect, a full-time carer? Thank you for that, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that this is what you signed up for? When you got married. So that's an uh, expression that's gone through my head. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So you have I to... I never like to say so, but yes. You have to keep going. Yes. And John, how do you feel about it all? Very disappointed and sorry and sad. Mm. Till it till it gets so bad that she can't cope. Do you still love him? Of course I do. <laughs> John, do you still love her? Yeah. Couldn't do without her. So I'm going to change the angle slightly now because you see young people, and this series, as we know, is called Lessons in Love, <laughs> and so. Of your from your experience, would you have any advice to younger people embarking on love marriage? Well, I've got very many granddaughters who embark on relationships without having a roof over their head. Then they have children, and I think, however, have they got a basis? for all of that and you see it falling apart so often I would say slow down we find various boyfriends coming to the house welcoming all because you never know the outcome do you and I say well make sure before you start having babies before you know they're pregnant how about you John any advice It's difficult to give other people advice when your own life is falling apart. But there must be Um, some message in the caring mm. that you actually do for each other, even now. Well, yes, because, Mm. I mean, if the relationship falls apart after they've got a family, look at the mess they're creating for themselves. Mm. 
So um, maybe we could add, uh, make sure you know where the whisk lives. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was Mary sounding wistful about her whisk, bringing us to the end of this edition of Lessons in Love, the podcast produced by Funder Film CIC in association with various East Kent branches of Age UK. One thing that Mary said was how valuable Age UK had been in helping her to support John with his various illnesses, so you might like to make a donation to Age UK in Ashford to help them with their work. Please visit justgiving.com and search for Lessons in Love 2. That's Lessons in Love and then the number 2. We're assigning numbers to the different branches of Age UK to be sure that your donation reaches the correct destination. All donations are most welcome. Many thanks for listening.